I'm Kathleen. And I'm Dee. And you're listening to Mamas with Attitude, otherwise known as MWA. Mama, 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 Interesting, cool, South African, relevant yeah. content yeah. Um, on where we were at. Mm-hmm. You know, motherhood just comes to take on its different shapes and forms. Mommy's a bounce. Mommy's a bounce. Is mama's a Jesus. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Perfect. You're in another zone, but you're totally out of the twilight. Mama. 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 Attitude. Hey, welcome back to MWA, and you're with Kathleen and Dee. Hi. Hi. So, Dee, how have you been, my darling, with your gorgeous shoes and your gorgeous top? Dee is looking very put together with her gorgeous matte nails that are turquoise and teal. Mm, Thanks, Kathleen. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'll post a photo of myself now. I think you should, though. Those outfits of the day things that you used to do, Mm -hmm. you need to be bringing that shit back, I'm just saying. I'm just too manic at the moment. But I'm fine. But you can still put it all together. She even has lashes, guys. Continue. (sighs) Lashes, as you will hear from our guest today, is literally life. It gives life. That is true. I don't have any, but I can believe it. <laughs> um, I'm fine. I'm cool. I'm cool. It's been an exceptionally busy time. Um, work-wise, I feel like this happens every year. You know, it gets to kind of August, September, and we all think we're on like a downhill uh, towards the end of the year, and we're really not. And then there's like this super peak September to kind of the end of October and yeah that happened last year and it's happening again this year and it is nuts and I'm not coping and you always get surprised by it I always get surprised by it yeah so there's a lot going on wonderful things and so I feel super grateful because like one of my big things at the beginning of this year was to kind of try and do more creatively so I wouldn't go as far as to say like build a creative practice but certainly if things avail themselves, to do more. And I know for you also that resonated the idea of doing things that we think about, things that we talk about with each other and others. And so there's just been a lot of that kind of thing, which has been so nice and so welcome. Definitely kind of pushing me in new ways, Mm. which is very, very cool. Mm. Yeah, and so so I I feel I'm cool. I'm in a good space. Tao's fine. He's happy. The other day he told me about his energy, which I mean... that's nice. It was a what weird, did he say? Mm, so interesting. <laughs> Let me break it down for you all. So we were standing at the Story toilet. Time, <laughs> okay, good. Story time. We were standing at the toilet for morning wee. As he's weeing, he says, I can't remember what I asked him. And he went, you know, my energy is very sore right now. Mm, mm, mm. So yeah, I, I'm still trying to process what, what that means. <laughs> that his energy is very sore. And then I think because he subsequently heard me repeat it to various people, kind of bewildered, but also just like totally, like I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. He just keeps repeating it now. No, I can't. My energy. Oh my God. Whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) I still think you need to do a series of t-shirts with like Taoisms on the t-shirts. Oh my God. Do you think you make money? I think so, babe. Like serious baby merch. And our guest is nodding vigorously and saying, me, I'll buy, I'll buy things. So, yeah. Oh, that's funny. Okay, you, how are things? You're going back to work next week? I'm going back to work Which next week. Which means end of maternity leave. Which how are means... you feeling? I'm a bit sad because like, yeah. I, I think probably this what? No, I don't think. This is my last kid. It's like the last time I'm going to be on maternity leave, which is just such a gift. It is actually a gift. Mm. This one was a gift. I think it's going to be fine. Like I'll go back to work and it'll just be like another thing to throw into the big pot. And mm. I'm a bit concerned about 
juggling another thing. But aside from that, babe, like, you know, all things come to an end and this is the next chapter in what this looks like. And I'm a bit concerned from a sleep perspective because as you know, you can like sleep in a maternity leave until like 10 Mm. or 11 to pull yourself towards yourself. And I won't have that opportunity. But Mm. aside from that, it will be what it will be. Yep. I'm just hoping that Jim doesn't go out the window. Mm. I'm really trying to practice Mm. acts of radical self-care, darling, Mm. as you well know. This is such a big theme for us both at the moment. So I I took a lot of time to like laboriously write down what are the things that are for me self-care things and one of them was gym and I know like silly things like taking your vitamins which you just forget to do when you have two kids and the life is busy and drinking water and trying to eat well and 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 like a long list yeah and just trying to stay on course really um and it's it's tough to do it is tough to do. yeah I wrote a piece which I really enjoyed recently um and I think we do need to talk more about that but we can we can talk about it with our guests because it's all so interesting that we're Mm -hmm. all mothers to boys but yeah so I wrote a piece on raising boys um with with regards to like love and and the likes thereof but yeah so things have been things have been good okay so without further ado I think that we should introduce our guest who is not only one of our besties um and in fact more like a sister in many ways like we go far back all of us the three of us for myself and the guest which is alexandra alexandra fitzgerald alex fitzgerald we go even further back babes i we were in high school together and we've watched each other grow and subsequently you've become this incredible human rights lawyer and now you are pregnant and about to have your first and it's also a boy which is just so weird for me all of these feminists having boys okay so al how are you I am pretty pregnant at this stage. <laughs> um, How far are you? Eight months. I always forget the weeks. 35 maybe. Sure. Um, yeah, I think it's 36 next week. So it's just been... This, the time just moves so quickly. It yeah. Does. You're it almost... Does. You're like a week out from full term, isn't it? No, almost. full term is... 40 weeks. 40 weeks yeah. But isn't it that anything between 36 and 40... Oh, 36, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 36. Between mm-hmm. 36 and 40, mm-hmm. anything could happen. Yeah. Yeah, and you could so, you could give birth um, and not have the baby go to neonatal ICU. Yes, yes, like exactly. That. Yeah, yeah, like it's like tea time. Mm-hmm. And like yeah, that's, that's really weird. Mm-hmm. Especially like yes. <laughs> ladies at work have have been telling me stories like, oh, you know, so and so from the IT department, she actually went into labour at work. And like, <laughs> said that not happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> and really reinforce. I'm like, okay, I need to go on maternity leave. <laughs> this is probably the time. So um, speaking of, when are you going on? I think I'm going to go in two weeks. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I initially wanted to go in three weeks. Yeah. Mm. And stretch mm. it out, and then like use a little bit of like my annual leave, and then go into maternity leave, and then because yeah. our maternity leave is four months, and then have take another two months of of special leave, and it's all this complicated different types of leave that you have to put sure. together to kind of get the overall six months which yeah. is what mm-hmm. I'm looking for mm. but I think I've cut it back by one week because I am just really huge eh? and um, <laughs> quite tired <laughs> and like I think you just meet like you reach like a level of like pregnancy pettiness right so I'm like that's a nice term that's super interesting yeah I'm naturally petty <laughs> Just generally, just generally, but I think that, like, definitely, like, being pregnant is like you just don't care. You're like, look at this fragile ego. What fragile ego are you referring to, Alex? Tell us more. Yes, let me just be petty about this. And so, and I think also pregnancy helps you to be petty. So, you know, you can (laughs) write emails and be like, obviously, as I'm pregnant, I cannot come and take the class myself. (laughs) 
<laughs> as you well know. <laughs> and then suddenly, like, files appear in your office, and you're like, thank you. Thank you very much. Because they're so hot. Um, so yeah, so I think that it's, you know, time for me to like, take myself out of rotation. I love it. Signing off your emails with your, yours in pregnancy pettiness. <laughs> Alex. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, so how are you feeling? So we were thinking that it's interesting to have a conversation. I was trying to think back to my first pregnancy mm. and the kinds of things that I imagined or thought of or thought were going to stay the same or thought were going to change and how actually life never gives you what you imagine and certainly not with pregnancies or children i Mm, think more mm. so with them than anything else totally what are some of the things that you're hoping for in terms of your birth or or anticipating like i guess like i suppose yeah yeah like maybe because i think there's an anticipation and then there's what you're like kathy's saying what you're really hoping and Mm. yeah do you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. sorry i feel like i've not just screwed up with the whole question. Anyway. <laughs> hoping, hoping. I mean, can I just sneeze and be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh I'll just sit down. <laughs> I will say, for the placenta, Sandy was like, just cough and a cough. And it was out. So, same, same yeah. with us. Placenta. That's, where, that's maybe where this lucky moment happens. Maybe. That has just sidebar on placenta. This is actually like my most <laughs> fascinating thing that I think about like pregnancy. I know everyone's so focused on the baby. <laughs> but like, can we take a second to acknowledge that like I grew a whole other organ? Yes. yes. That, that is, that is amazing. incredible. It's incredible. I'm still like so amazed by that. Like, it's incredible. you know, like, again, everyone focuses on the baby. There's something else in there. <laughs> <laughs> that's literally giving life to the baby. Yes. Yeah, like, it is amazing. Oh my goodness. Okay, so anyway, that's like just... And it is the most incredible organ. It is yeah. like the most incredible organ. Crazy, yeah. right? Yeah. Um so yeah, so placenta <laughs> I'm like a big placenta fan. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm gonna be like, here, hold my baby so I can hold my placenta. <laughs> and then I'm gonna be like, I made this. <laughs> You could. What is that thing that you do? The lotus birth. You could do a lotus birth. Have you heard about a lotus Please birth? Me. I have, but I don't know what it is. So a lotus okay. birth is where you birth the baby, don't cut the umbilical cord, birth the placenta, and then walk around with the baby in the placenta for until they naturally part. Part. Oh no. no. <laughs> then you could screen. You could screen print your placenta like on other things, girl. I can totally see it. No, not oh, that wow. person. <laughs> the miracle of science and biology but like let's not like that's medical waste okay like i'm not carrying that well that's so interesting oh my goodness we've totally departed far 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 away as always always. but so this brings us to because we've had this conversation about placenta as medical waste yeah yeah. what a couple of times now huh like well certainly one that stands out for me yes Mm. so i was going to ask you a little bit later whether you'd considered encapsulation and are you doing it no no okay but like yeah no no shade no tea no shade um just you know couldn't be bothered i mean initially i was very interested because like i was hearing (laughs) things about like collagen and skincare (laughs) (laughs) and i was like i'm not korean let's look into that but i think it's just come down to like i I can't really be bothered to do anything with that Mm -hmm. but i would like to do some delayed cord clamping Mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff eat the placenta don't eat the placenta yeah yeah Yeah. it's totally a choice yeah Yeah. let's get this money what do you (laughs) 
<laughs> what do you think you'll do with the placenta? Are you just going to allow them to incinerate it as, as is? or? Yeah, I mean, after I show it to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Take some selfies with your placenta. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what are you? Where, where are you at in terms of your birthing, and what are you thinking? Okay, so in terms of birthing and like anticipating and hoping, I mean, I think that one definitely anticipation that I'm gonna be quite happy to finally meet is oh, that's what this feels like, <laughs> because you know you can read forever yeah. about contractions oh, yes. and labor sure. and like sure. um, what it feels like when the baby descends or you know sure. if, oh. if if I do have a vaginal birth and all of those things but I don't think you'll ever know like what it actually feels like sure. until you're there. So, you know, I, I'll be like, ah, contraction on! <laughs> and I'll be like, oh, wow, that's really interesting. And I didn't realize <laughs> it was going to feel more like a pressure. <laughs> 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 so I think there's a curiosity mm, um, yeah, yeah, and I think that's a, like a natural curiosity like I was curious to know what pregnancy was going to be like and I'm curious mm. to know what birth is going to be like as well mm. yes hopeful you know like obviously uh, you know a well hydrated birth maybe like one or two good photos <laughs> my lashes stay on I hear that shout out to the lashes all oh, <laughs> That your nails are dead in time for the birth. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, you know that, like, I my husband makes sure to bring like some food because yeah. I get really grumpy if I don't eat. I am really worried about pain. Yeah. So mm. I am having sort of like a midwife-led birth at like you know a sort of like a vaginal mid- birth facility, yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of with that kind of orientation. When you discuss pain relief with your provider, they're like, oh, um, we can take like a long walk and we can like get in the shower and we can use some like massage. And I was like, no, that's not what I mean. What do you have? I want to talk about the medical options pain relief okay and I was like and I know you know what I'm talking about like so I also don't know why she answered like that because I was like I know you know that what I want comes from a pharmaceutical factory okay I'm talking about big pharma okay I'm talking about schedules okay to medication I don't want to hear about massage technique and hypnotherapy and like blah 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 Okay, because I will walk out of the birthing facility. <laughs> I think women have, actually. Women have walked out of the birthing facility and then come back. That was the story that I heard. Yeah? Yeah, one of the women was middle of birthing and she was just like, this is not happening today. Walked out, but babe, like, literally hobbled out because this kid was crying. <laughs> Stood outside no. in the in the hallway and was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> okay, fine. And then came in and said, okay, fine. Let's just get this shit done. <laughs> And then proceeded to birth. But what did she want? She probably wanted drugs. Like me. She probably wanted drugs. (laughs) (laughs) Was she in your situation? (laughs) 
Uh, but then my provider did sort of like concede and she was like, I promise I won't leave you to suffer. Like, I don't want you to remember this as like something like traumatic, traumatic yeah. that sure. you've suffered through. Yeah. Yes. And there are like options available. And then she mentioned some names of pain relief medication. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, feeling better. Feeling better already. Just hearing the names. You can just read the names out to me, yeah. possibly, instead of doing affirmations just so I know. That they're there. Instead of doing affirmations. I think that would really help me because like I'm quite a practical person. So I hear that. And I know I always wanted to like try the gas, so but I don't know if that's No, it was. I had to use it at the end. Like as I was pushing Sandy was like, give her gas! And then I like I remember and then I'd like take a few and then he was like, nice. so, but it's a weird, I couldn't, I can't register it as a thing. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It yeah. wasn't like, like I've heard of it as a, I think she wanted it to be used as a, like a, just like try and car, I think she thought I was getting delirious or something, mm. but yeah. So I don't know if it, like how much it works. If you can but put can it that I also say, maybe the gas also, I mean, I know that the gas itself works, right? So we, we know that the yes, gas itself yes. works, but I also think that there's something about breath in birth. Exactly. And I think that when you start exactly. to hyperventilate, the gas, they force it forces you to take deep yes. breaths, yes. which in and of itself is very useful in, in pushing yeah. or in birthing, just in general. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I just want to try it out of interest. Like, to be fair, like, this whole pregnancy is a massive cover up for me to just try the gas. So, I'm gonna like walk in and be like, just like, I'm can so I just so gas <laughs> And you, so you're gonna be in, at this facility, and have you booked a private room or like what are you thinking? We have, we have, we just paid a deposit on that recently, and then you know they hit you with the, but that doesn't guarantee your yeah. room. Yeah. You know, I wanted to be petty about it, but it's not a hotel, so I was like, <laughs> fine, fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think you know they've they've all said to us like it never happens that they are completely overbooked. Although mm-hmm. everyone is pregnant at the moment, so There's so many pregnant people. So, so many, many. Pre- pregnant so people. Many. Mm. Guys, we're in that phase in our lives where we're all reproducing. And I also think, interestingly, like with people who are having seconds and thirds now, it's almost like there's like a quickening. There's, there's just like more everywhere you look everywhere you look everywhere you look you know so it's mm. it's kind of there are a lot of pregnant people there are a lot of pregnant, people. Lot of pregnant people and mm. I think even that sort of second wave of people who had um, children fairly early even um, some of them have swung yes, back right? so now they've swung back like oh yeah. wow I'm you know maybe they're thinking like maybe this is a time mm. maybe yes. if we leave it any later you know all those mm. discussions Absolutely. that you kind of can imagine being have being had in the background and have decided sure. you no. know one no. more let's have one more mm. you know yes. kind yes. of thing so it's been a really interesting time but i think it's so some of them have just recovered from the talk <laughs> as a collective family unit and then they're like maybe this is really <laughs> sweet because they also see others like with their smallies and they think it's sweet and then they're in more trauma <laughs> Why are you like this, Dee? I'm yeah, smiling as I say it. I know, and that still doesn't help to take off the edge of fear. That <laughs> so that's, that's actually interesting. So, I mean, are you... It's a weird question. Are you scared? No. Mm. But, I mean, I feel like it's also a real question, right? Because everyone is so fixated on how joyful it will be. How And I'm not saying 
we must not all walking around in terror, like walking around in terror. It's it happens, and it is joyful, mm. and it is beautiful. But and it's all, it's many things. Be, but yeah. it's many things. Mm. And so I'm wondering, because Kath and I <clears> often <throat> speak about this, how maybe not so much now, but certainly with in that that initial phase with Tao and Akani, how little gets said about what else it is. Mm. And so mm. I wonder whether you're thinking about the other potentialities, if you can put it that way. I am, and I think that... Not that you can preempt them all, but... No, you know. no. I think that, luckily, you know, mothering at this time, mm-hmm. you know, I think we're very lucky to live in this time yes, now, sure. um, as opposed to, to previous times. Obviously, mm. it's still fucked. Everything mm. is fucked, but anyway. Um, <laughs> but there's still, I think, the conversations are much more open. Yeah. There's a lot more literature. Mm. Things are being acknowledged. Mm. Um, there's more flexibility and scope, I think, in, in, in the sort of straight jacket that is motherhood sure. Mm. Sure. Um, and how women mm. are expected mm. to perform it in all these kinds mm. of ways. So mm. I have, in fact, it's funny because I have another friend who is not Kathleen, who is also an incredible writer who recently had a child Mm -hmm. and she um, writes these incredibly beautiful pieces and I read one of hers recently and it was really speaking to exactly what you're saying the stress and anxiety and just the toll of motherhood Mm. and you know her saying you know because I am taking this so seriously and because I love my child so much I am putting this insane pressure on myself to be the perfect mother Mm. and you know when you love your work you give everything into it and so there's there's no it should come as no surprise but for her she was acknowledging that she did not realize it was going to be this hard Mm. And I think that's, you know, a refrain that I feel like I've heard before that, you know, people often say, you know, like, you know, they anticipated a few sleepless nights, but they don't actually realize like what that means when you haven't slept in days or when your child is ill or when, sure, you know, yeah. there's all these surprise expenses or when you're just mm. incredibly stressed out and strung out and, and all of the things that also come with it. So I think that it's very, I'm very lucky in that I get all of these perspectives. Mm. And so I feel like I can, you know, when it arrives I don't have to beat myself up and be like this isn't how I'm supposed to feel I'm supposed to feel joyful no like I'm tired yeah yeah I don't have to feel joyful right now and I don't have to feel joyful of every second of like my pregnancy or my motherhood so I think there are things that I'm lucky enough to say like I'm not worried about them Mm. I think that I'm expecting them and when they come I will face them and be ready hopefully to ride them out and just know that this is this is a part of what I signed up for. Yeah. Okay. I think also that human beings are so resilient and I think that we forget that about ourselves because it's exactly what you say. You get confronted with things that you don't know what it will look like. You could have had a multitude of conversations and read a myriad of things, but the experience is subtly different for you and therefore it can feel lonely. It can mm-hmm. feel isolating. It can feel like your kind of story isn't necessarily out there, right? Because it isn't. It's your story. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's exactly what you're saying. Like, I do think that there is something very particular about the fact that everyone is having kids or have, or has had kids around us in terms of your peer group and are, these conversations are a lot more at the fore. And I do think about like people who had kids in their 20s We and we all have a very good friend who had a child very late in her 20s, not very late, but later on in her 20s and she was the first one out of us to have kids. And I can't fathom what that must have been like. So I think that the loneliness is only then further exacerbated, right? But yeah, I think you're right. I think that we are very very fortunate to be in 
a time where these sorts of conversations are a lot more mm. open. Mm. I mean, I've thought about her mm. as well a lot. This mm. friend of ours, we had, I think she was maybe 26 yeah. um, or so. And it's so funny to have the sort of millennial, I think it's a very millennial idea. You know, I'm about to turn 35 and, you know, the idea of having like a child then, I mean, what am I, a yeah. mother? Exactly. <laughs> like, you know, but we, because yeah. we're doing everything so much later, later. Um, in life because of the way that the world changed and, and how the economy has changed yeah. and, you know, all sorts mm. of things. And I think many, many other aspects of it as well, especially like if you're a black or colored woman, like even like the outsized role you're probably playing in your family, yeah. in your community okay. um, and all sorts of sort of other demands that you have on you. I just can't imagine being in that space. And I just feel so lucky that now I feel like all the frameworks are in place because mm. of what she did and what a lot of other women Absolutely. have done and the fact yes. that you two have already have had children. Kathleen, you've just had your second child. Mm. So there's just a wealth of mm. knowledge and experience, I think, to draw on. And space to hold mm. you also. Because I think that that also happens. The more moms who, you know, experience it, come into their own, there's also a lot more, I think, less anxiety about how does the sound or how does... So I'll give you guys an example. Yesterday, I met with someone, you both know her. We just spoke about this a little bit before we started recording. And I don't know her very well but she's about to have another baby and I I just I mean I don't know her you know I think even just a few months ago maybe a year ago I don't know if I would have just outrightly asked her do you need extra help mm, or what 100%. extra help do you need mm. can I bring you a meal do you have a meal train which mm. actually Kath you mentioned you know mm. do you want to check in with her mm. and I think just being able to ask those things and not feel self-conscious are you offending someone are you it's just mom to mom yo shit's hard mm. what do you need right mm. I, I'm, I'm here I can avail mm. myself because mm. I know yeah. that moms actually need to be holding space for yeah. each other. And, and they do. And mm. they do. Mm. And I, more, more than mm. any other group yeah. of any other thing yeah. I can think of growing yeah. up, whether it is a, you know, a cultural group, like 100%. a family unit, mm. whatever that looked like for you, mm. your moms pull through. Moms pull through, people. With my maternity leave, that's what's been the most incredible thing for me is the mm. generosity of other women. And I was sure. having this conversation with my dad's other baby mama. Yeah. <laughs> Who, like, we, we had an interesting relationship. Maybe where... we need an episode on family trees, Kathleen. Woo! Girl, I need an episode by myself on a family tree. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> So I had a I had an interesting conversation with her. So mm. she then sends me this message, this long voice message, basically saying she's been I've been on, on her mind a lot. She knows that I'm going through a really hard time. Sure. She thinks back to her having had my sister who is now 21. But so I was there was a no, she's not 21. There's a 21 year difference between me and her. I was about to say she's 21. No, she's not. Sorry, <laughs> sorry no, she's not. There's a 21 year difference. So by the time she was born, I was like an adult, right? And this was proper contraception, guys. I was just like, yo, this shit is hard. And I watched. She then says to me, you watch the demise of my relationship with your father because I've had a small child. And I, I reflect on that a lot, right? So she comes into Johannesburg recently and I've had this baby and her and I have had up and down relationship. Mostly it's absolutely fine. And she's raised the most incredible girl to my sister. But so she walks, she comes into my house and she can just see that shit is popping off on all fronts. She comes back, babes, with soup and bread and like food for me and like snacks and like leaves them and says, 
Do you want me to hold the baby for an hour? Hold the baby for an hour. And I, this has been my experience of maternity leave. My experience of maternity leave is an experience of one, me with my child and what that looks like and my with my other child, mm. but certainly also with these incredible women who mm. show up and do the yes. most incredible things with this level of generosity. But it's exactly what you're saying. Like, unfortunately for me, and it's not, it's not a surprise that really only moms get it. They only get what motherhood looks like and what it fundamentally Or means. others who mother. Yes. Or others who mother, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or others who mother. And then they pitch up in the most incredible ways. And very often you don't have to say all the time what you need because sometimes you don't know what you do need. But these women step in and they say, this is what I'm going to do for you. Like this good friend booking a massage for me at like mm. six weeks. She was like, I'm taking you. We're going to go. You're going to get a massage. You need some time out from your kid, you know? Did you sleep, Akani? I slept on the couch. You did not sleep on the couch. I did. You saw my eyes closed. You slept in your bed. Did, did you come and kiss me up? Kiss you up? Yeah. Just kiss you? Mm. Of course I did. I can't help but kiss you. Did you kiss me upstairs? Yes, I kissed you upstairs. They were my tight, tight clothes. They were tight, tight closed. I fall on my mama. I totally, totally hear that, Kathleen. And I think that there'll just be more and more of it. Mm. I've also been experiencing how that evolves in ways that I had not expected. So, for example, with the playgroup that Tao's in, having made friends there, both him and I, the joy of playdates and Mm. what that means and how, again, you know, moms in particular do seem to notice these seeming subtleties but we'll say you know do you want to drop him off he's happy you know we're happy for him to come over or a mom's away and you know one could also hold space for her in her absence because the kids get on so yeah i i totally hear that and i think it just evolves and it's actually such a wonderful surprise that's a nice surprise it's a really nice surprise Mm. so else i have another question about caregivers well firstly how did you decide that you wanted a natural birth because we know this about South Africa we have such a high cesarean c-section rate you know and a lot of elective c's elective, elective mm-hmm. c yeah. Um, yeah and so firstly yeah how did you come wait to can decision? I say that and sorry secondly, wait 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 sorry I know I'm, I'm being bullshit but I remember Alex was the first one who ever told me that she was too posh to push oh. so it is super interesting that there's been a journey that's happened here let's discuss too posh to push my second sorry D. additional or yeah the follow one question to this is about black caregivers right or caregivers of color and you know this is such a theme for us we keep coming back because so much of wellness and like motherhood the way it's laid out in this country and i think globally because it's a certain kind of middle class aesthetic sensibility blah 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 it's still very much located in kind of like white ideas of and and i mean god all these things are so exacerbated in this country right so if you want caregivers who are not white you in some ways have to also now choose other things do Do the the work work, do do the the work work. and even then maybe someone who's not black resonates with you and then you're like oh god now i need to do more (laughs) internal work what does that mean so i'm gonna see my veg and be the first person to see my baby what does that mean what does that mean so okay over to you what does that mean what does that mean Her question's always like this, by the way. She's like, I have these questions. One, two, three, four. And then people are like, people are like, literally like, uh, I can answer the last one. I don't remember the other five. And then Kathleen's like, let me help you. Let's take this invite side chance. Ain't nobody got time for 
And you're really taking chances with a pregnant woman. Well. Yours in pregnancy. Yours in pregnancy. <laughs> So let me start with part A, sub part one. <laughs> <laughs> Roman numeral. Roman numeral five. Thank you. I appreciate this. <laughs> Jesus. I, yes, no, I, I used to say this all the time. This was my mantra. I think I, I'm sure I said it to my husband um, when we first met as well, that I am too posh to push. And I just could not in sort of my late teens, early twenties, could not even imagine. And I was just like, this whole C-section sounds fabulous. Like, we make a little incision. There's morphine. <laughs> yeah, there's morphine. You already know how mama feels about <laughs> Um, you take out the baby, you give me the baby, you do your little you thing You stitch me up. <laughs> Sounds wonderful. Um, and My you know, vagina's in town. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, like at that time, especially growing up for us in like, what, like the 90s, there were no positive representations of like birth. No. Like it was no. like your water no. breaks no. at like a pivotal moment in the scene and then you start screaming. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, yeah, yeah. you know, so I knew very little about birth and motherhood and laboring and you know I really didn't know what I was saying it sounded cute at the time <laughs> um, to be quite frank um and but I think I really held on to this for like a really long time you know about like I just thought that like c-sections were the next step in the natural evolution of giving birth of humans mm. you know like mm. we found a more effective way great <laughs> like this is a step up and mm. I, I, I think that it's interesting that I thought that and I think that can you know do with a lot of unpacking about how women and, and young people in general are, are, are told about birth and how they understand it mm. I think that was just you know a really interesting time but then you know when it's obviously completely different and it was also like 10 years later yeah 15 years you know. <laughs> we're not counting girl <laughs> yeah <laughs> i took my time a little bit to get here i was busy i had stuff to do but you know when you're actually going through it it's so much different and you're so much more intentional about doing your research and i think also like i was very inspired by like the woman around me mm. you have had two natural births yourself yeah. um or vaginal births as i should call them because no tea no shade any mm. birth option i think is completely valid mm. and and all mamas should choose yeah you know uh, the more research i did the more you know i started being interested in what a vaginal birth entailed and what it looked like and just found myself naturally drawn to maybe wanting to have that as 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 my first preference I mean mm. we all know you know often you can't decide and lots the baby of, decides for the you. baby decides and lots of things can happen so mm. you know it, it will be what it will be and I will be happy either way to to be intact and to have an intact baby and I might not even be intact then. <laughs> but you'll stitch yourself back together yes. girl it'll be fine <laughs> something will be stitched back together <laughs> I don't know what part of me <laughs> <laughs> and emotionally, <laughs> physically, anatomically. Um, and you know, obviously, the, the closer you get, the more you, you're just you know, interested in having your healthy baby mm. as your first priority in any event. But I think that now for me, like I, I actually have a, a peer of mine who is also pregnant and is giving birth at around a very similar time and we bumped into each other and she is, you know, saying exactly what I said. She's decided she's going to have an elective C. She mm. doesn't want to push. Mm. She's, she's 
she has fear around that mm -hmm. and I think funnily enough I've moved to the other side where I feel like I have a bit of fear about having an operation you know sure. like I, I've never been in hospital for long periods I've never had mm -hmm. any you know super serious like operations you know so I think that a c-section now sounds more hectic to me yeah. in some ways about like oh you know the scalpel and you know having to have an epidural and sure. things like that seem a little bit scarier to me and it's funny how I've come full circle on that but I think it's just about you know when you get onto the process what you're influenced by what you read and how sure. you interpret all of those mm. things yeah. Yeah. so I think yeah. that's how it came to that for me in terms of providers so the facility I'm going to is, is very sort of well known and established in South Africa although I did look at another midwife-led facility I think once you start to think that your first priority might be vaginal birth you are naturally drawn into like the midwife-led 100% yeah. um, absolutely extreme because there's just higher rates of it happening and less interventions and I was very interested in having black service providers as well it's actually funny I was caught off guard because you know it's always been priority to me to have black service providers in anything mm. in my wedding in, mm. my, in my life and mm. you know and so on but and it was the same with with my birth and I think I kind of took it for granted and then someone asked me why like why mm. do you want mm. and I was like isn't it obvious because I'm a black woman and mm. blah 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 maybe that's not enough <laughs> um mm. to just say that's that's mm. why you want it to be that way but I think with my midwife we just naturally clicked mm. okay so that was just really lucky she's sort of like no nonsense and very straightforward mm. and I, I really appreciate that and like that and she's super confident mm. and she makes me feel safe which I think which is, is something amazing, you yeah. want yeah. in a provider yeah, yeah, yeah. in terms of doulas I always knew that I wanted to have a doula mm. as well because of just the rates mm. the, the empirical stats of them saying if you have a doula you know less likely to have interventions more likely mm. to have vaginal birth etc etc yes, yes. so it was just from the, the research that I was mm. doing and it took me a long time to find a doula uh, for various reasons although there are a lot available in South Africa but I do mm. think mainly white mm. you yeah. know and in those spaces it is mainly white at yeah. the facility that we went to we did a hypnobirthing course and my husband and I were I mean I was a, a little surprised I know that you know South Africa as we know is very stratified on the on the basis of race and class which mm. are usually intersectional as well but we were the only <laughs> non-white people in the room mm. the only, like and there was a big class actually yeah so yeah. I, so we did find that you know somewhat surprising that mm that space is dominated by, by white by middle white, class yeah white middle class mm. south africans in that mm. way but i think also that's possibly because you no know, black south africans are having natural births in their homes in in hospitals in you know many many places but they don't have the benefit of like the hypnobirthing the hypnobirthing and doulas and, mm. and so on and so forth although i do know that i think some of the doulas do do community service work oh, okay. mm. in public mm. hospitals in south africa as well but you know sort of just a whole fascinating area in and of itself it I think yeah. so I ended up not having a black doula because the lady that I eventually clicked with yes. was just not black yeah. <laughs> which happens yeah. and yeah. you know we, we took our time and you know we were a bit picky about it and you as know, one should be though as mm -hmm. one should be but also like there's weird stuff in like the quote unquote natural birth community like there's some yeah, weird stuff, stuff going yeah. on yeah. so we just found like we would be having conversation yeah. and blah 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 and then someone would just say something and we would be like oh that's hawks yes <laughs> <laughs> Take exactly. off the list. Yes. Cross off the list. Yeah. Cancelled. 
cancel culture. Sorry. Yes. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> and there were a few of those. Yeah. There were a yeah. few big, non-negotiable, weird things. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe it's inevitable, but yeah. So there were just, it was a bit of a journey for us to talk to a lot of people and then finally find someone who didn't have like mm-hmm. any significantly weird hang-ups about something, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and especially I think being like trying to be like a quote-unquote woke person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, these yeah. are, you know, yeah, yeah. you're trying to navigate they, all of these issues. Yeah, and there's just so many things that it for this constellation that needs to surround you in that moment there are inevitably things you have to suspend and so you hope it's not like a long list of things but there'll be things agreed and that just is what it is what Mm. is important in that moment is that you have a birth that you can see through like a labor that you can see through with the baby on the other side of it and you know you're mostly but what i also think is important which you alluded to al is that you feel safe with your your caregivers yes, exactly. and when you said like about your midwife she makes me feel safe mm. i was just like that bodes for such a good experience whatever that experience is mm. you're going to feel safe you're going to feel heard you're going to feel seen you're going to feel recognized mm. you're going to if she says something to you you're going to trust that she has weighed up all the options and that she's picking the best option for you knowing you and having walked this journey with you mm. and i think that that's all one can hope for you can, you can hope yeah for. that's all you can hope for porcupine mm-hmm. Porcupine? Yeah, and then when they bounce onto the porcupines, they're gonna boom. Tiger's gonna go flat. The tire. Yeah, you know tire flat means a puncture. Yes. Do you know how to fix it? So now tell me, are you a minimalist mom or are you like, um, like I'm going balls to the wall mom around like the things that you're going to be picking for your kids, like materially? Sorry, this is like a question that I'm, I'm having. So I remember like Googling endless lists of yeah. things that I needed, right? And then being oh. confronted with like, oh my God, I'm either kind of mom that only has like three muslins, a capsule wardrobe the bare necessity nappies. Like, you know what I mean? Like all of those sorts of things. And I'm not going to do a crib. But I'm going to do like, I don't know, a box or some bullshit like that. Or are you the mom that goes balls to the wall? Like, where are you at? Or are you somewhere in the middle, which is a thing that Kathleen can't quite fathom. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> Guys, either do it all or do none of it. Shit, man. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Yes, well, I'm actually not. But anyway. <laughs> I mean, the cotton on rumpers only. That's a pricey <laughs> endeavor. You may need some Ackermans in the mix. Just saying. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing. So it's just so funny. I keep telling you, but people don't seem to understand. So, and I think this is such a funny thing about like being like a new mom. You know, you people will have all these conversations with you and you're just there and you're like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know, they'll either be like colostrum and you're like three months what? pregnant. And you're like, I don't what? know what that is. So people are asking you all these things and, and discussing all these things with you. And you're literally like, I, I haven't gotten to that chapter of the book yet. Please slow down. Or I'm not on that week of the app. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My baby's still a blueberry. Yes. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry, this is a pear. <laughs> and what you're talking about, I think, is a cauliflower. Okay, <laughs> yes. Where are you at now, by the way, according are to that? To watermelon. I, I, I think I'm is like... Is there watermelon? Yes. Oh, dear. Baby center, baby center as app a watermelon. watermelon. So our app that we have, you can either choose out of two categories, right? It's like fruits and veg oh or <gasps> ador- adorable baby animals. Oh, my God. 
good. That's amazing. That's I would totally choose the adorable baby animals. What did we you go chose? back and forth because oh, you can change it anytime. Change it. Yeah. So what are you now? I don't actually know. Either okay. a koala or <laughs> maybe a koala. A sweet melon. The koala is massive. But I think last week we were okay. kale. Oh, oh, were you kale? Yes. God. <laughs> Apparently, and this is according to Oprah, cauliflower is the new kale. I'm just saying. I mean, cauliflower's thin kale, to be honest. He's <laughs> like, what are we talking about? <laughs> okay, okay, so yeah. you can't make pizza base out of kale. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> So minimalist and maximalist, I, I think I've, I've read something about this. I don't, I don't really know. So uh, my partner and I are just like so incredibly lucky. So we've got this, and I'm sure you're kind of getting this from even this podcast a little bit. We've got this community of people around us who kind of know what we need. Dee and Kathleen, I think, gave me a bottle of sparkling wine at my baby shower. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. um, so, you know, kind of anticipating my immediate needs post-birth. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Um, in very practical ways. So we're surrounded by most of, not mo- maybe most of our family, I should say, they've already had children. In fact, you know, this is a very long-anticipated baby. So um, we've got a really, we've been given all these amazing sort of gifts and presents, which are which are both practical and then also you know the indulgent really adorable like baby rompers and cute baby clothing and and so on and so forth so we haven't i think walked a lot of stuff and we also have been just blessed to get a lot of like really amazing hand-me-downs and like Mm. that is one thing that i will say i don't know who we have to tell as mothers and we must tell each other and this is something that i want to be really open about but so many moms will be like do you mind yeah. Like, do you want this? And they are so hesitantly, you yeah. know, whether it's okay for them to, to give me like, I've got cotton wool balls or like, you know, like mm. um, maternity pads I didn't use or mm. like, you know, and they'll be like so hesitant to, to give it to you as if you don't want that stuff. And you're like, I didn't even know I need this stuff, but tell me how to use it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, also one less thing for you to buy. Yes. Yes. And all of that stuff. And I think like, you know, we have this, you sort of feel like you need to get everything new or people feel like mm. they want to give you something mm. new, but there's so much stuff that can be recycled and mm, used and and the new mamas and and and, and papas like can all benefit from mm. from that um mm. in our community so i think that's really great i'll take all the hand-me-downs from everywhere so we've been just super lucky with like a whole bunch of, of things so i think that just from generosity i'm sure i've got like so many things that i'm just maximalist but i know that one of my friends did talk about just like keeping things really minimal and simple and that sounds appealing and alluring but Mm. i just think that it's just gonna be like total chaos like Mm. frankly like and a lot of it just you'll figure out in as you go yeah Yeah. but i'm sure like did i use 17 muslins today maybe yeah maybe maybe i did is your nursery ready like maybe you have three and also some moms make that work so 100%. they'll have three and, and then that's all they know and they just don't care maybe yeah. that much yeah. I, and i'm always say like I, I maintain this and i always say i think that how you become a mom and even a dad but how you parent is an extension of who you are already always, going yeah. in you don't somehow now there's some magic fairy and you now become different a maximalist mom or a mm. minimalist mom you mm. are what you are from the get and so you will kind of you maybe you're a bit wobbly in the beginning because mm. you're just trying to figure it out and also you don't know what kind of baby's coming out Ooh, that's you the thing. don't know yeah, yeah that's so the, thing. the combination of wobbly a little bit new to this you just gain 
gain more and more confidence and as you get to know your baby as you as you all vibe together Mm. you know i think Mm. like kath from early on about amu was like akani wasn't like this he Mm. drank the boob differently he you know so all of those things and she would literally ask me did Tao do this? Because I know he's a grazer. Mm. So, you know, and so it's like this funny thing where from so early on, remember with him, you were like, this child's like this, this child's like this. Because I think there's also a confidence that builds mm. in terms of how you mother. Mm. So you do actually just trust some of that also, shit. Also, you, you have something to relate it to, a reference point, which you have yes. nothing yeah, for the exactly. first one. That's right? what I was going to say, yeah. with the first, yeah. yeah. So. Which is problematic because also this book that I've been reading, Siblings Without Rivalry, mm. they basically speak about this comparison and that mm. you shouldn't be making comparisons between your kids, even necessarily to yourselves, like as in parents. Because then it sets up, as you say, like this kid is like this and therefore yeah. this kid is like this and actually they just they just each other. Mm. And this you can say... so anti too, as Kathleen. You can say the same thing without having to say like, unlike Agani or like Agani but you for know? me okay I hear that but I almost feel like it's impossible to not do that in your own mind but yeah. to do it to the kids it's important to not do that to them yes because then they you create the binary and it gets perpetuated throughout their lives by you by yeah. them, them themselves yeah but you know so for me that becomes really important and, and I know that's something you're thinking about a lot yeah. now with two yeah I mean that was such a big theme for my sister and I growing up it was always like we were, I almost want to say we were like pitted against mm. each other in these strange ways I think a lot of siblings are and a lot of siblings are this one is like this so the other one is almost there's almost a kind of weird coercion that the other one must be another way another way mm. so yeah like some of that stuff is just strange okay but wait sorry i'm going back to this is your nursery ready because <laughs> you know i like things. <laughs> <laughs> it's not girl it's not okay it's not ready um what are you thinking aesthetically wise i love this shit the first time the second time i did nothing <laughs> amu doesn't have a nursery like he is still in our bedroom akani was in our bedroom anyway and he had a full-on nursery i remember being so hard asked with my partner being like you haven't painted the nursery you haven't assembled the cots and i wasn't even in the third trimester so this was a big thing for me i don't know if it is for you but what are you thinking aesthetically i think it's like so it's gone a bit in and out for us so we've just started doing stuff now and i'm in eight months and that's like a combination of we are a little bit lazy um <laughs> we're very busy yeah. um it's really just crept up on us yeah. i don't know how because i look like a beach ball with eyelashes but it's just gone so quickly yeah. um <laughs> really it has and also i think i'm i've just been so lucky to not have any complications or have anything go on so the time has kind of like really just passed yeah. so quickly without us yeah. noticing because yeah. you know I get up and I go to work and yeah. you know sort of life has sort of continued largely as normal and we have these sure. pretty much just routine checkups and you know they're like oh baby growing again yeah okay <laughs> heartbeat cool yeah bye bye see you yeah. next week yeah that's all been just really amazing and we've appreciated it so much but what it's meant is that time has just slipped away from us completely sure. but we are gonna do like it's kind of like I think like little safari theme type thing that's and and I love going to the bush Um, it's one of the big things that we love to do together so I think we've just been inspired by that and Mm. we do have some amazing wallpaper up that is amazing I will show you guys later sorry listeners (laughs) Um, and we put down some astroturf 
Oh, cute! That is so cute. and Kathleen know how much my partner loves astroturf. And he can put the astroturf down like a boss. Yes. He can, yeah. And we got some curtains. We even got curtains in our bedroom, which just feels like this massive adult step. It is an adult step. It's totally an adult step. That's amazing. Everyone was just seeing us do whatever. We didn't have any curtains. We didn't care. Well, now I'm real adult with real curtains. I'm going to have a real baby. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Look at that. Look at me now. <laughs> to all the haters who said I couldn't get cut. <laughs> to all the haters who said I couldn't cut out. Look at me now. <laughs> you should take selfies with your baby in front of your curtains on your astroturf, girl. I can wow. see it. With the placenta. With the placenta. <laughs> Um, so it's looking super cute and we did get like a crib and, and a compactum and it's all very cute Babe, it and sounds ready. I mean, it's really not, <laughs> which you'll realize soon when I show you. Um, but, you know, we're, we, you know, we kind of have some fun stuff to look forward to. We, we just had, you know, t- we had two baby showers, which was also super mm. amazing. Mm. So, you know, we've just got all these gifts in, in bags everywhere <laughs> and we don't we still have to go to, through a really fun thing of like unpacking them and I wanted to do it and on the day of the shower and my husband was like oh let's not ruin all the fun now but he was just like he just didn't want to he was tired he was like let's this out so it could be more fun for later but really he was like no bruh like you're just tired yeah. it's okay I want to go to bed um, or I want to sit on the couch yeah. but so we have that fun to look forward to this weekend but yeah so I think when it's done it's going to be amazing but like let's not fool ourselves our baby's not going to be in a nursery most likely we've got a little co-sleeper little thing that we'll set up next to our bed mm. but it's nice to have it's really nice to have mm. it does give you it like, makes it feel real yeah it makes it feel real definitely yeah. and it does make you feel like a little bit like more like ready so like yeah. you look at the stuff and you're like okay okay, okay. <laughs> i've prepared for this yes <laughs> yeah. yes i'm doing the things yeah. this is what you do yeah. here is a list yeah. on the internet <laughs> okay <laughs> I take that list off like an adult I take with my list. red pen. Yeah, with my red pen. I do. And I've got like an online list and an app list. And my cousin sent me a list and I've collated the list. I'm the ultimate list. And so, you know, like I have the list and then I go through and the diapers check. Bum Look cream. at me now. Check. Ah. Ah. Winning. So, I mean, like, if you think all of this has gone to the head, it has. You're just winning at this point. <laughs> just crushing it. Thanks okay. for everyone next who bought thing. me bum cream. You're set for a year. <laughs> okay, next question. Is your hospital bag packed? I was going to ask is that. Your, hey. Is your car seat in? Hey. Yes, is your car seat in? No, that was a point of contention for so many couples. The motherfucker hasn't even put the fucking car seat in. No, for you, babe. I've not had that conversation with anyone else. And with one other girl that I know for no. sure. Yes. Oh, wow. So two people. Yeah, it's enough. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> okay, anyway. Um, so, okay, no, you go, and then I'll tell you a really funny story about the car seat. Okay, so... The ultimate contention. We have the car seat, guys. Um, you have the car seat? We have the car seat. It was gifted to us, and yeah, it looks wonderful. What we don't have is the car. <laughs> <laughs> Minor issues. Minor issues. Right. So 
I have a tiny little like run around city car. Shout out Kia Picanto. <laughs> yes. Shout out to the Kia Picanto. That babes. car is a dream, babes. Anyway, yes. the ultimate like yeah. the small city car for the woman of Johannesburg. <laughs> Can't tell me any different. I will die on this hill. Um, <laughs> runs literally on good vibes. Um, <laughs> and it has served me so well, but you know. I can't fit the pram in the boot of that car. <laughs> the pram will go in the front seat, the passenger seat. Yeah. I don't know where that is, or you will go, whoever, depending on who's driving. Yeah, no, and I can't get like both, like my mother and my mother-in-law and my partner and my baby in it. So it's just, it's a no. So we are actually in the process of getting a new car. Okay. okay. Um, when we have the car, we'll put the car seat in the car. All oh, right. Or else, oh, you know, right. we'll be carrying the car seat home. <laughs> <laughs> or Ubering. Or Ubering. <laughs> or Ubering, girl. Install it into the Uber. <laughs> Are you going to cry? Do you want Nana? Hmm? Okay, let's give you some Nana. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Here comes your brother. Mama, there's a machine for me. There's a machine for you? Look. That's cool. Oh, that's the pump. Mm. It's for me. That it's is a, so cool. It's a real machine for me. It looks like a real machine for you. That is very cool, my boy. You guys are going to have fun with that. Yeah. Okay, so now to go back. Have you packed the hospital bag? I mean, I've thrown a few things in there. <laughs> <laughs> I have. This, what this what was stuff. top priority for you throw okay. in that you've thrown in? I've thrown in <laughs> um, maternity pads. Good for you. Yes. Disposable underwear. To me by my friend. It's her list. Yes. Hey? It's her list. Oh, okay, okay. underwear. <laughs> okay. Sorry, sorry. Yes, yes. Thanks, dude. <laughs> okay. You're it's rough out here. Okay. Some cottonwool pad balls. Yeah. I mean, okay. I don't know what that's for, but I mean, I'm just ready. You stay ready. You have to get ready. Okay. So cottonwool balls. Oh, n- nipple cream. Shields. Linoleum. Shields. Okay. They stick on, but I have now been informed that you stick them onto the bra, not onto yourself. <laughs> oh, no, no. The, those are breast pads. Those things. Oh, yes. okay. Those are breast okay. pads. Breast pads. The nipple thing is a Shield. the shell thing. Are you talking about those? No, Do you have I those? don't have those yet, but I want to get them. Do you have linoleum? No, I don't know what you that is. You don't need the pads. She doesn't need the pads for the hospital. You'll only start leaking on day three. I hmm. don't know what linoleum is, guys. See, this is no, an example. She's like, what happens as a new mom <laughs> and people start talking about stuff that they think you know but you haven't got into that week of the app <laughs> <laughs> Babe, okay go with your list go with your list we'll swing back we'll swing I back i have a bathrobe in there maybe i mean i might not even i just started but one of the things that my doula does which is something that was really attractive to um, my partner and i is that she's going to come and help me pack, pack my your bag, bag. Ah, that is nice yeah. that, that is, is nice. nice huh yeah so, it's a good offering because i flailed at that one my first one just yeah yeah you what? had like luggage you looked like mm. you were like yeah i had moving. luggage yeah mm. i had luggage <laughs> the second one i barely had a bag <laughs> 
Okay, but now last what, last question from me anyway is have you thought about what you will need in terms of postpartum support slash care? Okay, we mentioned meal train earlier and I hope you've told all your listeners about it because I think it's really amazing. Kathleen used it um, when she had a second baba. Yeah, definitely something I would recommend. So, but when we talked about that, this triggered like a response in my partner personally. Mm-hmm. I think this is a really interesting way to perform masculinity, but he was like, no, I will cook for my family. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's really nice though. Like, is he got not going to be tired? I think he is going to be very tired, especially as the primary caregiver. (laughs) (laughs) I I can imagine. You've done the work of bringing the kid into the world. Tag. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) I'm going to be cuddling up with my placenta. And make a plan. No, I think he's going to be really tired. But we, what we do have is that we live next door to his mom. Yeah. So my mother-in-law lives next door, and uh, you know she will never let us go hungry. Mm-mm. And my mom is coming to stay with us as well. So I think that we will be fine. Even though, you know, I, I think he's putting way too much pressure on himself if he mm. thinks he's going to be able to do it all because he's going to be as exhausted and as mm. tired and mm. you know all of that. So he's going to take a month of maternity leave, paternity leave. That's amazing. Um, mm. to be with us for that first time which will be really fun but I just don't see him maybe a lot of Uber Eats even though we don't want to use them because they're exploitative it's hard it's hard mm. we're gonna yeah I think mums and ordering groceries that combination Absolutely. will yeah. help us I think we're also going to rely on them for a lot of like um, that support in those early stages although you know I think it's going to be difficult to like navigate that my mum lives in a different country so we're not like terribly used to like being on top of each other mm. and we haven't lived together in like 20 plus years um, and I th- think that will be interesting it's going to be an interesting new stage and then with my mother-in-law I think you know she's so excited but then she also knows like I'm also someone who like does like my own space yeah and privacy and you know sort of another's family is like a big rough and tumble family and you know very close and very mm-hmm. intimate and all of that stuff and my place in that we've gone back and forth and getting to a place where we're both happy and, and those interactions so I think she'll also be not wanting to overstep and you know but sure. also being like super excited and so so we'll just see and he's got like a, a load of family who I know are also very excited to want mm. to do things but that also doesn't necessarily mean you're getting support and mm. it also doesn't mean you're getting what you need mm. I don't know we've had a lot of conversations about that our doula spoken to us about mm. that mm. she provides some aftercare visits mm-hmm. let's see <laughs> <laughs> no I think Fair. And I mean, Kath, you've always been quite open to the family thing. So your position, well, I won't speak for you, but I mean, I guess what I'm wanting to say is these things are always strange and contentious and you don't know what you'll need and you don't know how much family involvement do you want because I think Kat's question is also kind of in two parts which which is hard it's hard for you to answer because you so much so much, so, so much is unknown but also like the pregnancy is like it's all you and it's the baby but it's it's like you and let's look after Alex let's look after Alex and then the baby comes and then like okay are you okay but where's the baby and so we've we've also had this conversation a couple of times where there's a lot of emphasis on the, the care for the baby and not as much emphasis on care for mom which is also dare I say where some of the contention comes in with dad because I don't know I mean they also can't know how but there's a lot of like lack of mom care there's there's just not that much emphasis on that right which wasn't my experience because my experience was different and strange <laughs> what do you mean sorry um, I lost you there so you're I saying I mean mm-hmm. that once baby comes right? yes I get, I get that that's yeah. the, then the focus shifts mm-hmm. to baby mm-hmm. and less around mom less around mom mm-hmm. and 
from both from family visitors mm. your mom mm. partner's mom or mm. family or parents mm. whatever you know with dad also in some ways the focus shifts i think even more so maybe for first time dads because they mm. just don't know so they're also so excited so everything becomes about the baby and like there's very little focus yeah. on how anyone can care for you if that makes sense so mm. i think that that first initial phase there is even, a lot of concern but for even you. even from yourself because you even are so immersed into in like what what is this what does this mean for me i need to take care of this baby this baby needs me this baby must be hungry you're trying to always figure out trying to decode where the baby totally. is at and you totally. you become like just so far down the, the priority run in a way. So even for yourself, and I think that that's the difficulty is that you can't always say, I need this. And you may have been, or for me anyway, I was the kind of person who could have said, I need a drunken night out with my girlfriends and I'm going to cry and drink a bottle of gin, right? So you, we all know that I've done that with you. Mm. But <laughs> but um, in the early phase or the early haze of motherhood, you can't even articulate what you need because you honestly don't know what you need also you're so exhausted you're so exhausted but i think also just to speak about family this is also very interesting for me is that i've I've been thinking a lot about familial support broader familial support because i think it's crucial i think we need our broader families actually in terms of raising our children just to kind of take the edge off in the first instance we i was very adamant i didn't want anyone around and i didn't i wanted it to be me and my partner's baby and placed a lot of pressure and i needed to figure out what that looked like for me, like who this baby was, how do I mother, what sort of mother am I, those sorts of things. How do we parent, all of that kind of stuff, right? And then um, day three happened and I had the baby blues and I was very weepy. My milk was coming in, my breasts were engorged. I was basically a hot mess and I, the adrenaline from the birth had finally run its course and I yeah. was confronted with like, oh... You mean this is me for the rest of my life with this kid? Oh, this is so interesting. Mm. And I remember Joey being like, he didn't know what to say or how to hold space. Mm. And I think that a lot of it is actually really alien for men because they actually cannot fathom where you're at. Not even from a level of humanity, like human to human. They're just like this, leaky boobs, like cloths coming out of her vagina. Um, like super teary I don't know what this is and he called in his mom and he said to me at the time I think he took like he took a point of like action he was like I'm calling in my mom my mom needs to come and she's going to sleep over and I at the point didn't even fight it because I was just like I actually don't even know what I need myself and his mom came and his mom has subsequently like really shown up for Akani in incredible ways and was there but I remember that there were instances for me where I really felt touched on my studio about some of the things that how she showed up right and I would be like and silly things guys in retrospect but like she would say stuff like yo Kathleen you must have another child eh because this child this child is a carbon copy of Joey I don't see you in this child and you're like I've just pushed out a 4.64 kid, right? I've just carried this motherfucking kid. And now you're telling me that you don't see this kid in me. And I I know it sounds silly, but for me, I used to be like, huh, yo, I don't know how, I don't know what to do with this. I don't know where to place this. And then she would come with like endless gifts and it would be a lot. And then I'd be like, I, I should be grateful. And then she would bring family and then it would still be a lot. And she would, and I remember her saying, you're going to need the support. Mm. And I also think that like, I didn't, I couldn't ask for the support because I, it's also my mother-in-law. So where are you transgressing and where, where is it okay? And all of that kind of thing. Guys, with the second kid, it has been so wonderful because I have just been like, things, the dust settles. There's less um, holy cows. 
And if you can go in with that attitude the first time around and just kind of see the generosity for what the generosity is. So she moved in with us and stayed with us for eight weeks. Aside from the fact that I couldn't have a glass of wine in my house, right? That was really the only point of contention. She is all things. She's incredibly religious. She's incredibly conservative. There's stuff about her that is so counter to who I am, but she is an incredibly generous person to give up eight weeks of her life to move in and literally have the child sleep in her bedroom and bring the child in for feeds and be like, you need to rest, cooking me meals, like that kind of thing, you know? And I think that if you allow the space, if you're able to do that, like amazing things can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't happen in the ways that you imagine. And, but, but that, that in and of itself is, there's a richness there. Oh, Sorry, it was a big, big rant. Yeah. I'm going to try. I think it's, I think actually that's like one thing where like, I really need to be as intentional as possible about it because, you know, whenever, you know, when people are already talking about like, can we come to the facility after birth? When, when, can mm. we come here? When can we visit you? You know, and saying all this stuff, I already yeah. start to feel like, oh, like oh, an oh. instant, <laughs> like, retreat where I'm like you know like there's flashing lights in my head and I you know just instantly start Mm. to feel like really anxious about Mm. about that you know and I think that I am going to be precious because you know I grew this human and it's just been the two of us for so long and like the first yeah Yeah. first and such a small small bobby and people are gonna want to touch it and kiss it and I'm just going to don't kiss the baby guys don't kiss the baby having numerous heart attacks you know while all of this is happening and Mm. just you know having all of that protective instant kick in but Mm. having said all of that I really hear you and I think that it is so necessary and I just don't want to you know I have a tendency of doing this in general in my life I do not Mm. ask for help when I need it Mm. and then I don't get help and support from people because they look at me and they're like oh she's fine she's fine but really I'm not fine and I'm like tend to like nervous breakdown and then only when things like sort of like blow up does everyone Mm. like realize what's happened including myself Mm. So I would be quite keen to try and avoid that yeah. pattern. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, my experience of it was, was also different. And I guess I, I just wanted to say that I think motherhood forces more than anything for. else forces you to ask for help and forces you to... And you'll, you'll know and shit will pop off and it, it won't be neat. And then you'll be like, okay, cool. But I think you learn... Somehow you learn those things faster in this capacity than you do in a work capacity. 100%. And you'll see that as you progress, I think. I see more of it. Like at work, I'm still like, no, no, I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. Really, I'm cool. Leave me. And most of the time, I am cool. And even if I am quarter two fucking out, you know, maybe it will. But, you know, it's, it's just different. Whereas with with how if i need help or i can see like you learn i think and i think also it's also you'll trust yourself and you'll know what's right for you You know, with Tao, and, and I think we've spoken about this before on the podcast, but I I was like so surprised that he stayed, like that the pregnancy was fine, that it was as easy as it was, that my attention, as I have said before um, in some other episode or many, uh, my attention was so not focused on the pregnancy. I was so anxious about that, that, you know, the fact that it all went fine, the, the birth actually also went fine, like, I was like, 
oh, now he's here. And now uh, I have to protect him. And this is what I wanted to say mm. also earlier about the car seat. What a joke. That whole day it was so funny. Like we, we discharged. discharged. Yeah, we were discharged. They were going to discharge us the day before. And I was like, no, I think we'll stay. <laughs> Best decision you made. Best decision. I remember when you, you said that you were staying for, how long yeah. did you stay? Two nights, eh? Or three nights? Two. I think it's the best decision to go come home quickly. Bad idea. Trust me, that's what well, happened. That's, I came home too quickly. With Akani? Yeah, way too quickly. It's good. They, they can cater to you. They cook your food. You've got another day of just like, yes, I'm just, just with, gathering yeah, yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Instead of going home and you're like, if I want what? a cup of no. tea, I must make the cup of tea myself. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, it was so crazy. But I, because I was staying with my moms, I was like, no visitors, no visitors. And even, you know, one would think that because you're staying with your mother, in some ways, like, not that you don't have a choice, but you kind of need to be a little bit more like Kathleen said, to be, be nicer, be a little bit more generous and gracious. And I was like, fuck this. Nobody's coming. Nobody's coming. Literally. I know this isn't my house, but nobody's lying here. <laughs> literally, I'm not even joking. To the point where even now, my mother will say, "My mother is just like, yo, this I was mean, a latte." Because you, you know, you told your uncle, you know, they couldn't come. Your uncle and aunt, and I mean, shame. How must they feel? That's you know, you behaved like that. <laughs> on this studio by this decision but i will say maybe different to what kath is saying and i mean also just different experience right it wasn't like a mother-in-law in my space so there's a lot of like yeah, other stuff other stuff there mm. i was just really happy to have had that little bit of time just me and him and my mom would come in and she was actually like quite gentle and then Tao's dad would come and like i felt like it was everything was manageable for me and for him and in the hospital that is eh? in the hospital yeah, yeah. the day we got discharged Sure. What a shit show. What a shit show. <laughs> <laughs> to fetch us. Tao's dad was there. Trace and Sam also came. Oh, I know why they came. Because nobody knew how to put the fucking car seat in the car. Can you see how upset I still get? Wow. Nobody, nobody. I mean, not that my sister could be blamed. Because, my goodness, she how does she know? It wasn't in her orbit. Anyway... Uh, and then Sam and Trace had to come. Thankfully, it wasn't so far away for them. They had to come. And all I did, like, from when we had to now leave, like, he's in the thing and he's bundled. I just started crying and just crying. And, and everyone was like, it's going to be okay. And I was like, I can't protect him out there. I can't protect him. He's not inside me anymore. And I really, I was bawling. Ask Tracy. We'll none know. Nobody will forget this moment. But, like, I just, I couldn't keep but it together. But Tracy just, like, pull it together for everyone at no, that point Trace in time? No, Tracy was, like, such a savior that day. She was the only person who, who understood. knew what to do with me and who understood she was the only person and not tino shade to my sister or partner even or your partner yeah, yeah, yeah. or even her partner yeah, yeah. none of them had engaged a yeah. woman who had just pushed the baby out of their vagina so what were they meant to do with that but she knew and she knew okay this one's hormones shit's <laughs> popping off here shit's <laughs> popping off so she just she just handled me with such such um gentleness such gentleness and just made sure that both Tao and I got in the car, okay, and yeah, and my sister Shane the whole way home. I think she was so shook. She was like, Are you okay? Is he okay? Oh my god, Jess. Oh my god. 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 But that feeling of like then now. No, out in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't. I, yeah. It was too much. And the, um, like everything was too much for me. It was like a sensory overload because it's so warm in the, in the, Birthing. In the birthing area mm, yeah. for them, so it was all like skin and skin, yeah. Quiet, main Cape Town, man. Yeah. yeah, it was cold. Like yeah. we got out, and I was like so concerned about all these things. So I don't know, just to say, 
it's a lot and i think that yes like family and space but also i think you'll take figure it, it as, as out. yeah take yeah. it as you need to take it exactly yeah. Take, yeah. It as you need to take it okay i have a last question <laughs> okay fine this is what last one saying. last one <laughs> so also you're talking to tell <laughs> no, 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 last no. last one guys she's even gesticulating with her fucking finger in her ears <laughs> if you don't let me have this one. <laughs> okay okay as a feminist how are you feeling about raising your little boy oh my god so i wanted to ask this but, but like i was just like this is too much we are over over yeah. always in so this we're done after this bye <laughs> <laughs> simple question just to just end off just a quick know. wrap-up question <laughs> can so, you talk about when you found out that he was a boy because that also is a funny story i mean i don't know if it's that funny if you don't know me but, um or if it's even funny at all it was just such a shock for us and i don't even know what to do with that like i, I don't even think we understand why it was we just assumed for no reason whatsoever <laughs> that we were going to have a girl <laughs> Like, contrary to mm-hmm. all of, like, you know, the empirical data that says, like, it's literally 50-50. <laughs> it could go either way. We just assumed, and both my partner and I did that. Um, so we get a call one morning from the doctor, and my partner's sort of, like, still half asleep, and I'm awake, and she's like, well, we've got the re- results back. Do you guys want to know? And we're like, yeah, sure, because we won't. It's a girl. <laughs> yeah, because it's a girl. So <laughs> And then she was like, it's a boy. And literally, like, my partner got up like a zombie. Like, what did she say? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh. And then she's like, congrats. Thank you for telling us. Thanks. But, like, it just seemed like we were just bewildered. And I don't even know why. I can't tell you why. I don't even know. Like, there's probably something problematic about that, probably. But I don't... No, I I don't think so. I was shocked. You even had a name. I was was also shocked. But you had a name for girl, a girl, like... We were so ready. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) My baby doesn't have a name now. So... Baby. Baby. (laughs) Baby fits me in. And like I've also like said like explicitly like do not judge me if my baby doesn't have a name for a week like I just you know can't deal with that yeah. so we had a, a girl's name we had just we were ready we were ready and and so it, it threw us for a little bit of a loop and then you go through all sorts of things and I think I think it would be either way with either gender like you just go through something like on the side of like you having a boy you feel so much pressure to inculcate certain values and you see them as like potentially dangerous and you 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 see them as like what if i have a have a child that can go and and do something harmful to someone else or to a woman mm. or, or or to you know society you know all the problems that men have like i need to make sure that he's a listener that he's a reader that he doesn't talk over other people doesn't talk over women you know all of these things Ooh. that you know mm. that men sort of do to women on a mm. daily basis yeah that's just so awful and you know raising a male feminist and is that even a thing is that even Mm. possible all of these sorts of questions start to come up about like your responsibility and i think especially being in a context where you know mothers mothers should be protected but you know like also openly you know like mothers need to be criticized and mothers of you know our peers and even you know our partners where you think you know what was your role in you know getting to this point when especially i think in in an african context in a south african context of very patriarchal 
patriarchal society, like the pampering of men, the lack of critique of men, the lack of accountability, the lack of accountability. Mm. Um, you know, like so many absent fathers, so many fathers not, you know, contributing financially, not taking care of their own children. Mm. You know, it's just like there's just a lot of like toxic culture in in, in the way that masculinity is performed and plays out in South Africa. That you just you know, our rape culture, like there's just a lot going on. But I think also similarly, if you were having a girl, mm. you'd have like a whole host of other fears. And, and I don't think any feminist or any woman gets away with not being concerned about, you bringing know, a child. bringing mm. a child into mm. this into this world and into this country and maybe even into the city. I don't even know what to tell you. We're just going to have mm. to, I'm going to just have to try and raise like a decent human being. And it's just been Absolutely, so yeah. strange to do so. And, you know, the constitutional court just handed down that judgment and who yes. knows, thanking your but Children yeah. and like yeah. our, our society just collectively like lost its <laughs> shit. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> I like I literally saw someone tweet with the like no irony, like, oh, how are we gonna discipline our horny ill behaved children? And you're like, why are your children ill behaved? Yeah. <laughs> like, my children are already so bad. Like, yeah. I need to. <laughs> so it's just so crazy because you also like just totally like there's a total like misstep and understanding like you know mm. that you're just totally unaware of and within like there's just so many people who I was like oh you want to hit you okay I'm it, just feeling really strongly about it like mm. so I think it's just really interesting but I, I think we're, we're living in interesting times and that will ultimately be something that's like be very good for our society in the long run but uh, I think it's just gonna be so strange I don't know I don't know what it's gonna be like I don't know. Yeah. I think, you know, let me just give birth, have a look at him, and then hopefully we'll... <laughs> give him a name. Yeah, give, give him, him a name. name. <laughs> and then I, like, speaking to, like, these story, like, and then I would like to just put him back <laughs> where he was. And where he's safe. safe. Where he's safe. I'm okay looking like snowman. <laughs> There's my lashes. With lashes. I'll keep the lashes on. <laughs> and then we can just keep them moving. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay, but, okay, so we're going to... As as we have said to you, Alex, but we haven't actually said to our listeners, and I should have started off with that, we are going to touch base with you after the fourth trimester, mm-hmm. um, which is essentially around three or four months after you have given birth, mm-hmm. and just get a sense of where you're at and the kinds of things that you're, you're, you're dealing with and how you're feeling and what your birth was like and what mm-hmm. your feelings are about your birth. I remember my daughter saying to me, you need to write down your birth story as soon as you can, and I never did for Akani, and I, I also actually don't think I have for Amu. And it's quite nice that you'll be able to have like that kind of voice archive of like, mm-hmm. this is what I I remember you know in a fairly short time afterwards mm. so we will touch base with you and have a second episode with you which i'm really excited about once the baby's here yeah it's gonna be hilarious for you guys to be like <laughs> to be like listen to me i was so naive i actually don't think you've been naive <laughs> and so well rested <laughs> yeah you're well rested bitch. You are well rested. <laughs> but i actually don't think you've been naive i actually think that you've been quite like we're gonna play it by ear we're gonna see you know i'm gonna feel it out and i think that though that's all you can do going in so i i we wish you well um, we really mm-hmm. hope that you have the most um, fulfilling birth that you can possibly have and that when you look at him, you know exactly what you're going to name him and we can't wait to meet him and celebrate him. Um, and yeah, if you need any other help or support, you know that you must shout, but I'll probably come by with tea bags and milk and toilet paper. Toilet paper is very useful. And nappies. Yeah, because you don't run out to go get those things. You Guys, I stocked up on toilet paper before I had um, because. Yeah, never mind. It's another story for another day. Okay. <laughs> On that note. On that note. <laughs> Bye, okay. toilet paper. Thank you, Alex.
Perfect. Thank you so much. We'll see you in like, well, before four months, but on this platform. Thanks, guys. Hey, I'm Kathleen. And I'm Dee. And you're listening to Mamas with Attitude, otherwise known as MWA. Mama, 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 mama. Interesting, cool. South African relevant yeah. content yeah. Um, on where we were at. Mm-hmm. You know, motherhood just comes to take on its different shapes and forms. Mommy's a bounce. Mommy's a bounce. Mommy's a bounce. Jesus. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. You're in another zone, but you're totally out of the twilight. Mama. 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 Mama.